A great God, we worship you again. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your constancy. Thank you for your reliability. Thank you because you are dependable. From age to age, from year to year, from month to month, you remain the same. Moment to moment, you show us your grace. You grant us goodness and mercy. You protect and preserve us. And you show us that which is to come. And you grant us the privilege of communion with you. Thank you. Your counsels of old. Your counsels of now. Your counsels of the present and the future. They belong to those who fear you. And you speak as a father to children. Thank you Lord. Thank you for bringing us into this new year. Thank you for your goodness and mercy. Thank you because you are the Lord our God. You haven't changed. You remain the same. And Lord again, as we go into this year, we give you praise and glory. And we say, Lord, thank you. As we speak to our heart again, preparing us for your work, for your glory. For this year and for beyond. For now and for eternity. And Lord, may you find every one of us, Lord, a delight to you in this year in the name of Jesus. May your counsels, Lord, rain down upon us and bring out your desire, your lifestyle, your goodness, your mercy, righteousness, garments of God that are white before you, living prepared for your coming in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for choosing to take place and habitation with us. Be that glorified and worshipped and magnified. In Jesus' name we pray. And let the people say Amen. And let everyone who delights in the joy of the Lord say Amen. And let everyone who has been preserved of God beyond every human expectation and expectation of the economy and the times. Shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Happy New Year to you all. And welcome into this new year, which the Lord has decided to begin with us in a new and refreshing way. May he continue with you and I and indict good things in our hearts and make us truly worthy of him. That in the changes and chances of the year, he will find in us a delight, a pleasure. The blessings will rain down as we remain on his side to the glory of his name in Jesus' name. We we'll take for our text this morning the gospel according to St. Luke chapter 1 verses 10 to 17. Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 1 verses 10 to 17. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth shall bear you a son, and he shall call his name John. He shall have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. And shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. Even from his mother's womb. 
And many of the children of Israel shall it turn to the Lord their God. And it shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Praise the Lord. I will recap to you again some of the excerpts of the message God has already begun to speak this morning. And we'll just say a few more things. God has spoken the message. And we'll get into the year with God. I'm here this morning to tell you the things about to come. I will release my blessings, baskets of blessings. But I'm asking who is on the lost side. As many as will serve me this year, you must serve me in spirit and truth. And I'm a biososo. Yeah, I'm a range Are you on my side? Wash yourself. Wash your garments. Tear off all sorts of evil. Ejimi kenabia. Topu uwaho. That is filled with spots and stains. From coming for a church without spots and wrinkles. Mehe na gabawanyoba Ahumbu Jehovah Nanya Gabawanyoba Iniquity shall increase The lack of the love of God will work stronger The love and the work of God shall win If you must remain with me you must wear a garment of righteousness All sorts of wickedness and impure life let it go. Ask me for grace. Ask me for grace. For you to go through this year. But who is on the Lord's side? For how can you stand when your garment is stained? Where you are sitting, the position I have called you, where you are now, I have called you as an intercessor. And so the grace and the message of God for this year is clear. As we read through this passage of Luke chapter 10 verses 1 to Luke chapter 1 verses 10 to 17. God's message there of grace, of mercy, of sustenance, of baskets of blessings are already evident, but also the warning to be ready, to make a people ready, prepared for the Lord this year, is also very clear and evident there. As we have been praying, just like you see in Luke chapter 10, in chapter 1 verse 10, the whole multitude of the people were praying, they were praying. As we have been praying, friends, as we have been praying, church, as we have been expectantly waiting on the Lord for this new year, just as we saw in this passage, where everyone, the multitude of the people were praying, may you meet with the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. May you encounter him on a daily basis in Jesus' name. As they were praying, there appeared unto them an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. 
May the angel of the Lord be sent to appear before you this year again and again in the name of Jesus. To guide you, to lead you on assignment. May the word of the Lord come unto you. May the word of the Lord be revealed to you as you have started already hearing him. May it be revealed to you all year long in the name of Jesus. May your life be ready. May your life be available. May your life be prepared for God's visitations, for God's mercies, and for his dealings and workings throughout this year in the name of Jesus Christ. May you be prepared at every moment from repentance from dead works, repentance from rituals, repentance from habits, repentance from traditions that we have been used to, Repentance from our old way of lifestyle. Repentance from our life that we look at this morning and we remember as the Spirit brings to our hearts and remembrance in any way that is not pleasing to God. May we be prepared at every moment from besetting sin that had dogged our steps over the years. From sinful living, may we be prepared at every moment through righteous living, garments washed and clean, garments torn off every stain. The Lord repeated it again and again. And that seems to be like the main message for the year. Wash your garment, garment stain for many of us. Wash your garment, tear off the evil, tear off the wickedness, tear off the lifestyle that doesn't give glory to me. May you be prepared through righteous living and revive free-flowing relationship with God this year with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to live, live, live light and do good works. Return to your first love and do works to reach out to serve the Lord and to reach out to others as an argument of blessing in the name of Jesus Christ. May you be prepared to be available and be ready at his coming. Look at verses 11 and 12 there. The angel appeared unto him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah saw him, he was troubled. Fear fell upon him. Just like fear, trembling comes. A new year dawns. What does he bring? What does he come alongside with it? What is he pregnant with? The Lord has already begun to reveal that to you. And so there, fear not. Fear not. And as the angel told Zechariah, verse 13, Fear not, for your prayer is heard in the name of Jesus Christ. Fear not, for this year you shall have a son. Fear not, for this year you shall have that miracle that had seemed impossible. Fear not, for this year that long-awaited blessing. The Lord says, I have baskets of blessing. Fear not. It shall come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. Fear not. That which has looked impossible with the passage of time in your life and with the years, it shall come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. Fear not. You shall have joy. You shall have joy and gladness at God's bidding in your life, in your place of work, at your vocation. Despite the times and the challenges of the year, fear not. That is the message of the Lord. Do not tremble. Your prayers are being heard. 
Your fears wave away. And the expectation of the year is that that which is uppermost in your heart in the work of God, particularly as it was for Zechariah, a son was the only thing missing in their life. They had served God blamelessly with Elizabeth. And they had been stricken and well advanced in age and beyond any other normal expectation of bearing a child of their own. But according to the promises of God, as they have been waiting, as they have been praying, the Lord came when they least expected it and said, fear not, you shall have a son. And so for you yourself, you shall have that son by the name of that which God has desired in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. And it will be specific. That son shall have a name called John. And so for you, that blessing, that miracle, that long-awaited expectation shall come to pass. It will not be nebulous. It will not be indescribable. It will be clear and specific. Receive them from the Lord and your joy shall be full in the name of Jesus. This year, according to verse 15, you shall be great in the sight of the Lord. I say you shall be great in the sight of the Lord. It was what was spoken in answer to prayer to Isaiah, to Zechariah, and at the beginning of an era of those who were to be made ready and prepared for the coming of the Lord. And as we make ourselves available, ready, waiting, equipped to live righteously and committed to Him, this year, according to God's promise here, you shall be great in the sight of the Lord in the name of Jesus. It's the word of God that comes to you out of this message of revelation. You shall be great. The Lord has heard your prayer. The Lord has seen your expectation and it shall come to pass to his glory in the name of Jesus Christ. But he has a condition. Verse 16 says, You shall turn to the Lord your God. He shall turn the people. He shall turn the children of Israel. He shall turn the hearts of the people. He shall turn everyone who listens and works with him to the Lord. He shall turn to the Lord in true repentance. He shall turn to the Lord in right living. He shall turn to the Lord in revived fellowship with him. You shall walk with the Lord. Condition. For God to visit and constantly remain with you. 17. You shall be ready. You shall be prepared. You shall be available without hesitation. Without complacency. Without double mind. You shall be ready for the Lord. And walk with the Lord in the light of the moment. And in the light of eternity. And in the light of his coming. In the name of Jesus Christ. Those are the conditions there. He says, you shall turn to the Lord. And in verse 17, not only shall he go in the spirit and power of Elijah, but the clearest thing is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord at every moment and for his coming. 
you shall make ready and be available, prepared for him. May no one here miss eternity in heaven in the name of Jesus Christ. And may no one here from not taking heed and from taking God for granted and taking sin for granted and taking just anyhow living for granted miss the blessings of God, the revelation of God, the visitation and the encounter he makes with you and I this year in the name of Jesus Christ. If you look at this passage, this passage was talking about John the Baptist. This is the account of the coming and the birth of John the Baptist to the family of Zechariah and Elizabeth. John eventually came as a forerunner. He came as a herald. He came to prepare the people for the coming, for the manifestation, for the appearance, for the ministry for the dispensation, for the time of the Messiah, Jesus Christ himself. And the Bible says he came in the power and the spirit of Elijah. In Malachi chapter 4 verse 5, the scripture had already said there, For Elijah shall come, he shall come in power, and he shall come to prepare the way of the Lord, and he shall come to the people as a voice crying in the wilderness. In Isaiah 40 verse 3, he says, a voice crying in the wilderness. One who has come in the spirit of Elijah, crying in the wilderness, saying, make straight the paths. Make straight the crooked ways. Prepare the way. Let the mountains be made low. And let the valleys be lifted up. And let everyone prepare for the coming of the Lord. So, John the Baptist came in the spirit and power of Elijah. They asked again in the New Testament, Will Elijah come again? Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verses 10 to 14. He said, No. Didn't you remember what had been said by Isaiah? I sent my messenger who shall prepare the way. This is that Elijah who is to come. And we are told in Matthew 17, verses 10 to 13, that the disciples understood that he spoke about John the Baptist. And so, as he came to prepare the way for the coming of Jesus, to prepare the people for the ministry of Jesus, he came introducing the gospel by preaching the very core message of what Jesus was to come and do. By preaching the very message that Jesus was all about. And what did he come saying? The core message of the gospel doctrine, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And the kingdom of heaven he prophesied about and talked about was Jesus personifying what heaven and the lifestyle of it will come and be like. The kingdom of heaven is near. So that is John the Baptist. Who came? Who was prophesied of long before he came? And who was sent to prepare the people before the first coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the scripture told us that as John came preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. And as he came to prepare the minds of the people, the lives of the people, the disposition of the people to receive the soon coming Christ and to be ready for his ministry, to be prepared for his coming, which first coming? We just celebrated a few days ago. That was marked as Christmas. So it needed a preparation. 
You needed somebody to go ahead and say, don't just live anyhow. Don't just walk anyhow. Don't just go as if everything is business as usual. No, prepare. Someone is coming. There's a soon coming king. There's a soon coming master. There's a soon coming great lord who has a way of lifestyle. I want to get you ready and prepared for his coming. And soon after John had preached the message and they had begun to prepare and they had begun to listen to him. They had begun to go to the message of which he had preached. The Bible told us in Matthew chapter 3 Verse 13, the moment John finished speaking in John 3:12, whose son is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then came Jesus. Praise the Lord. In John chapter 1, verse 23, they asked Jesus, Are you the Messiah? They asked John, Are you the Messiah? And he said, no. Are you Elijah? And he said, no. Are you the prophet? He said, no. Because he was greater than a prophet. That's what Jesus testified of him. Of all the prophets, of all the men born of women, none is greater than who? John the Baptist. Because he had the singular privilege of coming as a forerunner to him who was to be the king and the preserver of the universe. And so they asked him, who are you? If you are none of these ones, who are you then? John simply answered, I am a voice crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way for the king to come. And we are told in John 1.29 that the next day John saw Jesus coming and said, This is he of whom I have spoken to you about. So John came to make ready a people prepared for the Lord Jesus Christ. Prepared to receive him. Prepared to interact with him. Prepared to now be able to walk with the teachings and the lifestyle of him. Some received him. Some rejected him. But a new dispensation had come. John came to prepare that way. And to make ready a people for the first coming of the Lord. Just as he did that. Now. Today, this year, in like manner, we are being enjoined to be ready. Being enjoined to be prepared for his second coming. It needed a preparation for his first coming. Now, his second coming, we are being asked to be ready. If you heard a word of prophecy, even though it was spoken in Hebrew, there are a few of us here who may not understand Hebrew much, and he repeated severally, Anamabiagene, also so, Anamabiagene, also so, Obibiamode, and so, and that's the Lord speaking. So, we need to prepare for his coming. Prepare to meet with him. Prepare for his encounters. Prepare for dealings with this God. Not just for eternity. Not just for his second coming, but for our own good. If we will amount to much this year, if we also in the sound and science of the time, go far. We need to be ready, prepared for the Lord's dealings with us this year, moment by moment in the name of Jesus Christ. His dealings with us every and any time, 
every and any day, every and any period. Why do we need to prepare? You have already heard God speak to us clearly. Why do we need to prepare? He says, I'm coming soon. My coming is soon. Why do we need to prepare? Why? Why does your life no longer need to continue on that same level it has gone on up to the end of yesterday, which marked 2016? He says, my coming is soon. That's a great test answer to that. Romans 13, 11. Can we read that passage? Why do we need to prepare? Why do we need to be ready for his coming? What is the reason why we must not just take things as they are? Why we must look into every corner, every crevice of our hearts, of our lives, and not continue as usual? And why did he say your garments are stained? Romans 13, 11. If you have found it, please read for us. Romans 13, 11. And that knowing the time, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Now it is high time to awake out of sleep. It is high time to go out from our just usual pattern of lifestyle, sometimes not caring, to awake out of our complacency, to awake out of our nonchalance, to awake out of any area of unseriousness. Those are things that depict sleep. Those are the things that just say somebody doesn't care what is happening around. What is he doing? He's asleep. He's not concerned. He doesn't know what is happening around. Knowing the time. And what is the time? It is time to awake out of sleep. It is time to wake out of just the usual, not bothering, half in there, half out there. It is time to wake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. Praise the Lord. Why do we need to prepare? Our salvation is now nearer than when first we believe. If you have believed Him, if you have begun a work with Him, you are already one more day. You are already one more year in your life. Nearer to when the end of your being and my being will be. You are already one more year. You are already one more day. And as I am speaking now, you are already minutes already nearer. Time is ticking by. And we are ticking nearer and nearer to when our end will be. And we cannot reverse it. So, prepare, moment by moment, prepare at every minute to have an encounter. Zachariah was going to minister as was usual with him. In the course of the ministration for the Abia course of priesthood. I'm not sure he had any impression anything unusual was going to happen that day. But Zechariah, we are told, had been blameless, walking with his wife, blameless all the days of their life. And so when it was time for God to meet with him and grant him an encounter, a life-changing encounter, a son who is greater than many sons put together, and bring an event that changed the course of history, and bring the only one who can now usher in the Lord Jesus Christ. He was prepared. He was ready. There was no hindrance between him and God. 
The angel of the Lord didn't come and look around and say, no, God is too busy. Just like we read elsewhere in the Old Testament, that Joshua, the high priest, had his garment that was stained. And he said, look, high priest, even though before the people, your garment is sparkling and white as it were, but before me is stained. And I'm sure you have also known that in Daniel chapter 7 through 12, particularly chapter 9, the Bible told us, that even when God has sent a message down to Daniel for his prayer being answered, it didn't reach him immediately. It was withheld for three good weeks. The principalities also were at work. And so for us, why do you need to prepare? Why do you no longer need to live just the way and the level you have lived before? Because our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Our days are nearer. Our weeks are nearer. Our months are nearer. Everyone here, old or young, no matter the number of gray hairs or lack of them on your own, whether you are clean shaven, you are nearer to your end. You have added in age. You will not go back again. As I'm speaking now, it's about 9.45 or 9.50 a.m., 1st January 2017. 9.45 a.m., 1st January 2017, will never come again in eternity. Will never repeat itself in history. Will never come away again. It's gone and passing and passed by. 1st January 9.45 a.m., 2018 may come, but never 2017. So every time a moment is taken by, and so we are told, prepare. Your life is getting nearer to its last short span. Your life is getting nearer to the end. Nigeria's lifespan used to be 47, 48 years. Graciously, God allowed us, even though we are the undoing of ourselves too, and we crept up to 54 years now. But whether it's 54, or 60, or 70, or more, or less, we are nearer to our end than when we first started. The time for accounting of our lives and events is nearer by every means of it. And so let that reality come into our heart. What you do or you fail to do with each passing moment matters in eternity. And many of them and all of them, so to say, you cannot reverse. You cannot reverse. The things you failed to do, you can't get back to do them again. The things you did, you can't reverse them. If they have been wrong before God, you may reverse them with God's mercy by asking for His forgiveness. But the actions had already been wrought. And so every other moment ahead of us, He says, prepare, be ready, be on the alert, be like He who is waiting for the return of the Master. Just like Zechariah had that encounter. It can be any moment. Be ready for his dealings with you this year. And be ready because the moments are ticking by. Why do we need to prepare? The Bible also tells us in Jude 21. One of the passages there in the translation says, Keep yourselves within the boundary where God's love and mercy can reach you. So keep yourself prepared. Have a short account with sin, with evil, with things that do not glorify God. Be on the alert 
That when God's love needs to deliver you from a multitude of others, when His mercy needs to remember you as a book of remembrance is made for you, when God needs an encounter with you, needs to give you guidance, needs to direct you on the way you go this year, for by strength of flesh shall no man prevail. Your wisdom will fail you. You have heard that in the word of prophecy already, that there are many things that will try to keep you back. And if you are just saying, God, stay where you are, by the time you come back, you will meet me where you have left me. So be on the constancy. Be on the regular. Be on moment-to-moment relationship with God. Nothing defiling it. Keep yourself within the boundary where the love and mercy of God will always do what? Reach you. Let your life be in such a way. Let your company, let your association, let the words of your mouth, let the indictments of your heart that no one sees, but he sees, be such that God can always reach you. He can bring his revelation. He can bring his guide. He can send an angel on assignment on your behalf. And he can speak and you hear. And you'll be guided aright in the name of Jesus Christ. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 1 says, it shall come to pass in the last days that what? Perilous times shall come. It shall come to pass in the last days that perilous times. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Perilous times shall come. Evil times shall come. Dangerous times shall come. Turbulent times shall come. There shall be an increase of godlessness. Not that they may come. They shall come. Is that not what the scripture says? It is certain they shall come. Perilous times. Difficult times. Dangerous times. Godlessness. And we have a list of all of them there. Every of the things that suggest godlessness. And hasn't God already told us? It was spoken in Hebrew. And we see a lot of other things there that are already here and are only going to be magnified. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, those who are never satisfied, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. In these last days, God said it here, wickedness will increase. Godlessness will increase. Unrighteous living will be on the bound. It will be bouncing as if to say it is running out of fashion. And that's what we are seeing around. Every other thing that used to be lack of decency had all gone gay and high wire. Matthew 24, 12 says, Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many will do what? Wax cold. Many who have begun a walk with God. Many who took things easy. Many who took things for granted. Many who were asleep even though they have started a journey with God. Many who just assume each year is just the same. The only change is in nomenclature. Is in date. 
He says, many, the love of many shall wash cold. Many shall now be immunized to evil. Many, including those who are of the name of the Lord. The things that you used to be sensitive to before, that will quickly draw you, that will quickly make you say, I have grieved the spirit, and that will put you at an ease until you have sorted matters with God. Many will now suddenly be pali pali with them. Many will now just say, it doesn't matter. Many would have grown too familiar with them that it doesn't take any distance again. But all around us, it says evil will increase. So friends, get ready to see more nakedness. Get ready to see more impurity. Get ready to see more foul talk, more foul gisting. Get ready to see all kinds of immorality. Get ready to see even more impunity on. We are fighting corruption, is that not so? We are. And God help us, it shall be fought as it were in the nation. But that is also God's own timetable. But as corruption is fought, corruption also will fight back. Get ready to see in the midst of fighting corruption, much more evil yet rearing their heads again. As you drive on, many of you drove around over this period, going, coming within town. What do you see? The policemen no longer even bat an eyelid as they collect money from you, do they? Before they used to do it discreetly, a couple of months ago. They would just go by your window screen as it were. I don't know about you. I haven't given them. Even if it means parking for a while. And they're asking you for papers they know they are not really interested in. But before they would go discreetly by the window as it were. And then seem to be greeting you. As the hand is greeting you, it is also collecting something. But now it is open show. In short, they demand it freely. And they will ask you anything for us. If they ask anything for the boys, that one is even good anywhere. But they don't ask. They demand. And whether you are keke or pep or you are a driver. Oh, God help you if you are a cheaper driver or any of the big glories. I don't know what denomination there is going on. It's open and brazen now. And nobody is raising an eyelid. These will increase. As we find them, we find them with the instrumentality of man. With instrumentality of government, with instrumentality of law enforcement agents who are themselves already getting more and more corrupt. They will increase. Except God helps us to see the difference. So evil times will get worse and worse. That's what God has said. And it's clear. But Daniel says those that do know their God, those who will stand, those who are ready, those who are sensitive and will not want to be defiled, shall be strong and do what? Exploit. That's why you need to get ready. Difficult times are yet ahead. We thank God that the price of oil is looking up. 50 barrels or more. 50 dollars or more. A barrel of oil now. That means at least there will be more money paid. Many of those who are in federal parastatals over the past three months, over the past two months, some who were fortunate for just one month, and many, I don't know how many have been paid for December, we are not paid, and we told us here, you will celebrate a different kind of Christmas this year in the name of Jesus. Hasn't Christmas come and gone, and you have survived it, with or without money in your pocket? When did they pay for most of you? 30th December, the last very working day, of the year. And I doubt if you ever made use of that money because the other year was already gone out. They have saved money for you inadvertently. We thank God for that. But despite all this, there will yet be times of challenge, times of distress, 
times when people, because we will fight in the energy of the flesh, our hearts will fail us. But particularly because God has said, iniquity shall abound. The days of evil are increasing. And no matter what you do, they will continually be on increase because in the last days, perilous times shall come. As it was in the first world. As it was in the first coming and first destruction of the world. As it was just then, the stage was set for God to visit the first world. So is it going to be this time again. And so you'll be ready and prepared. Look at Genesis chapter 6 verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Does that sound like what you hear and see now? What you feel around now? People, when they are dealing with others now, they are dealing as if they have no heart, no conscience. When they tell lies, they tell it as if it was manufactured right where their life stream flows. When they want to boast about themselves, they do as if they are God himself, as it were. Wickedness. So you say there, in verse 5, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And he repented the law that he had made man on the earth. And he grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the first of the eight. Both man and beasts, creeping things and the fowls of the air. For it repents me that I have made them. Verse 11. The earth also was corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with violence. So, here the stage is set again. Iniquity will increase. Evil times will come. And they are already here with us. Their magnitude will magnify. But, in verse 8 there, we found a but. When God was seeing the evil, seeing the negative, seeing all the others that pulled their finger at him, there was a but there. And what is a but? But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. How? Noah walked with God. Noah was righteous. Noah was a just man. There will always be a but. And that is the but that God is asking you to be ready to be this year in the name of Jesus. As evil increases, as at times also still linger around, and as iniquity abounds and men drink sin and all kinds of wickedness as they are drinking water and they do not eat an eyelid about it, God says there is a but. May you be the bot who is ready and prepared in the name of Jesus. May you be the one to find grace in his sight. And may you be the one who God will look upon. And for your sake, there will be a preservation of his gifts, of his blessings, and of his commands concerning you. And that's why we started by saying, this year, as you walk according to the mind and God, you shall be great in the sight of the Lord. Because as the others hang on to things that hold them, they'll be falling down and they will be cast down. But you who will remain on God's side will be upstanding. And when they are falling, you will be the one rising to his glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Why do we need to prepare? Why do we need to get ready? 
moment by moment encounter with the Lord, daily leading by Him, guidance by His Spirit, revelation in the inner man, making you ahead of dangers, keeping you ahead of situations, telling you already what is to come for the day, for the week, and answering prayers in clear, distinct ways. Thirdly, in Matthew 24, in Mark chapter 13, in Luke chapter 21, all these chapters are detailing about the events of the last days. Events of the last days. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 3, the disciples clearly came to Jesus and asked him, Tell us, when shall all these things be? Tell us. These things you are talking about, when shall they be? Are they akukonegu? Are they akukiru? Are they mbagabagagaga? Are they fables? Are they cock and bull stories? Tell us, do they have a place in time and history? Tell us, are they real? Tell us, are they parables? Are they things we can hold on to and anticipate? Tell us, so we'll be sure. Tell us so we can know what is the comes of the time. And the scripture says there, as he sat on Mount Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the signs of your coming? And the signs of the end of the world? Is that not the question they asked him? Clear questions. Tell us. When shall be the signs of your coming? And the signs of the end of the world. And we heard God this morning say, I am coming soon. And I am abuse also, not once, not twice, but more than that. When shall be the signs of the end? And the signs of the end of the world? And the signs of your coming? Tell us. And Jesus reeled out a litany of events. End time events. Friends, I'm sure you are not asleep. And that's why he says, now is the time to awake out of sleep. Now is the time to be alert to happenings around you. Now is the time to understand the times. Now is the time to know in which season you are in. Whether it is the rainy season or hamatan season. Is anybody talking about rainy season at this point in time? Everybody, whether you knew it or not, you will know that hamatan is around. True or false? He said, so you also need to know the season of God's calendar where you are. The spiritual season that governs the events around. Why things may never get better as you are praying for the whole world generally. There may be here a glister. There may be here a glimpse of progress. There may be here a clutter of changes. But all around, the world is running a course. And Jesus reeled out the events. That the changes you are seeing in governments, which seem to be unexpected, according to rationality, which seem to be just like things that are conventional, whether it's in America, or in Philippines, or in Germany, or in whichever place they have held the election recently. They have emerged leaders that they never really expected will come out, even with the greatest sight of imagination. These are part of the change of the times. But they are not just hinged on the political. Jesus said, when you see nation rising against nation, kingdom against kingdom, wars without end, 
Aleppo where people are killing others like chicken and even the head of the government doesn't really seem to bother anymore. In short, they will warn them, better evacuate from this place before we come. And that is the government supposed to protect the life of the people. Are we looking at Aleppo which is far? But what about us here? Where from time to time, Ezra and Ezilo people are up on their arms between thieves and Jukum. And when you are in your own place, the headsmen will ravage your land free of charge. And some of them will be paid for ravaging your land in southern Kaduna. They are all around us here in Nigeria. And we learned 70 to 100 or more have even died just there. Of the, where? Wars that will never abate. Misunderstandings. Kidnappings. Rituals. When he was saying that men will betray you. He wasn't talking just about physical betrayal. And he says these will all come and pass. They will all be ravaging. He says there will also be times when there will be famines. Friends, are we in famine period now? Is this famine? If anybody hasn't felt famine, ask the children whether they saw New Year dresses. Ask them whether they used to eat the lumps of meat they used to do before. Famine is not only around, it is real and clear. Call it by recession, call it by depression, call it by any other shun, it is still the same thing. It's famine. When your money will be pursuing, one dollar will be pursuing how much? 400, 500, 600. We never had it before. I'm sure a year ago, you and I, just look back to January 1, 2016, as it were. Even when they were saying things, you are getting that bad. You never imagine how far and free fall will all go. So he's right here with us. Famines, pestilences, and what are pestilences? Occurrences, diseases. Things that may be like epidemic that there is never really an answer to. They never really have an end. So if Ebola came and went for a while, Lassa fever will come and go for a while. Then one other bed flu will come and go. Another will still come. There will be no end to them. These are signs of the end times. And so Jesus ruled them out. Earthquakes. We didn't used to have earthquakes in Nigeria before, but we had this passing year, didn't we? We had earthquakes, and they told us the level of it. Buildings collapsed in Kaduna area, cracked in the walls. But earthquakes are commonplace now in many places of the world. Japan, New Zealand, is almost a daily occurrence. Earthquakes in diverse places. And then off on, it talked about the seas roaring, the winds, the tempest. The elements of the weather all going as if to say something has struck them up. I'm sure nobody here who is in secondary school has not heard of global warming, climatic change. Leaders gather now, spend millions of dollars for meeting for two, three days. What are they discussing? Climatic change. How can we save the climate? How can we make the Arctic Ocean or the Arctic area not to be thawing again? How can it be that eyes will be blowing again? They will spend the monies, but these are all part of the end times. The ozone layer, we are told, is clearing, and that's why the weather is hotter than it used to be. Hotter every and any part of the world. And so Jesus said these things will come to pass. The lives of men, or we have already heard, iniquity will abound. And that's why he said in that Matthew 24 verse 12, because iniquity will abound. It's in these last days he mentioned it. The love of many will wax cold. And went ahead and told you there will be false prophets, there will be false Christ, 
There be false teachers all around. I don't know whether you say billboards that was around for some months. Maybe it's still up there. That says, immediately I see you. I will prophesy. Did you see that? Immediately I see you. I will prophesy. In other words, the prophecy is at your side. And then who manufactures it? And so Jesus reeled them out. All of them. Changing currency. Whether you like it or not. Are you no longer in cashless society now? Are we not in cashless society now? Nobody carries 200,000 naira. 300,000 naira. Even on Isha traders. Who used to go with the buses. Even those who will lay them on the way. Don't collect any money again. They now know how to carry what? A card. But the scripture has said it before. That without these numbers, these marks, even though he mentioned the one on the forehead and the ones that are by the wrist, but it's the same principle. He said without these, none can buy or sell. And in that card, your details, your data are all made out there. And they are very clear. Whether it is the one engraved on the head, the British uh, Metropolitan Police tried it a while ago. They released some men on parole. They were to serve about five years. Then I think after about two years, they decided to release them and told them, even though we are releasing you, it's on a condition. You will not go outside GRA, for example. Nothing will ever take you outside GRA or outside the city of this borough. They call their own areas boroughs. Nothing will take you out. On the day you step out of the boundary, we will get you and we'll take you back into the jail. Why did they say that? On their foreheads, they had engraved some chips that were identity markers. And with that, anywhere those individuals were, they could trail them. Anywhere, day or night, they could trail them, monitor them, monitor their movement. And then trust criminals who had been hardened. And then they tried to just move out. They say in the darkest of the night, how can they see us? Huh? Are they spirits? Are they not human beings? Even if it's technology, technology can only see when there is light and everywhere. In thick darkness, we know what to do. And some of them tried it on one of the days. The moment they stepped out of the boundary of where they were restricted, all they heard suddenly is, we are watching you. We are watching you. Get back to where you're supposed to be. And where was the voice coming from? Somewhere from their head. And so friends, everything has come to pass. When the scripture will make mention of things happening in Jerusalem, and the whole world will be seeing it. If you read this scripture about 20 years ago, or perhaps 15 years ago, you can't imagine it happening. But now, CNN, Satellite, CTL, and many of them, every day, new ones are coming into being. If anything is happening here and now, and someone is interested, I can imagine, as we are speaking now, this message, if they didn't want to edit it, is already going live to every part of the world. They can focus on you and they can get your picture. And right where you are, somebody in Australia will be reporting, I saw you. Doesn't somebody wait today and in the next one or two hours, somebody is phoning from Lagos, phoning from America and say, ah, so you have wedded. Doesn't that happen now? What happens? Somebody just puts a picture in Facebook or in all the other means of communication. 
So the scriptures have come to be fulfilled. The signs of the end times are with us here. Whether they are political, whether they are social, whether they are economic, they are with us here. And whether they are also in the realm of knowledge, the Bible says in Daniel that knowledge shall increase. Knowledge shall increase. People are no longer talking now of just what to write. Gone were the days of blackboard. What do you have now? Chalkboard. And what do you have now? White chalk, if there's anything like that. Gone were the days of perhaps many of the sheets of paper. All are going E, e-commerce, e-printing. All the things in the scripture, they are here. And we are in the last days, friends. And when God says, I'm coming soon, and Jesus says, these things, they are literally with us. In Matthew 24, 33, what do we see there? So likewise you, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the door. That's why you and I need to be ready. Because Matthew 24, 44, there says, Therefore, be you also ready. For in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man comes. We already know that there is increase in commerce, increase in business activities. Men are more and more preoccupied with what they will eat, what they will drink, what they will build, the empires they will get. But we know that these are the times. In Luke 17, 26-30, the scripture says, As it was in the days of Noah. And repeated, as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating, they were drinking, they were giving daughters in marriage. Virtually every single day of this past week, there was a notice of invitation of those close enough, we know, who were wedding or giving in marriage. Talk of those you didn't know close enough. Those take every day now. There is no Sunday or Monday now. Any day is a wedding day. Any day is a marriage day, as it were. That's how common it's become. And not only were they doing that, they were buying and they were doing what? Selling. They were building. They were investing. They were engaged with serious business concerns. What is the stock exchange like? What is the Naira rate like? Everybody's alertness have been there. As the businesses and commerce and all increase. In Luke 21, Jesus said, Take it, as these things come to pass, that you are not overcharged, you are not concerned, you don't become distracted. Your attention doesn't now only rivet on things that you eat or drink or the cares of this life. And there's a tendency for that to happen now. And he says, just take it, because as it was happening these days, so will it also do. Luke 21, 36. Watch it therefore, and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Why do we need to get ready? Because scoffers, people who watch only times with human eye, say no, there's no second coming of Jesus. He will not come again. This one, you people have made this team now. It is only to whip people in line. It is to make people afraid. It is to make people suddenly feel guilty. When they are going, they will be watching their shoulders. 
anything they say, they will be very careful. Just put a guilt in them. That's not guilt. All God intended to do was to keep you on their land. But there are people who have gone on in Second Peter chapter 3 from verse 9. And said, since our fathers who have heard that Jesus will come again. 2,000 years and 17, we are in 2017 now, isn't it? So they will add it. Have come to pass. And where is the promise of his coming? That's the repetition of and on again. And I'm not surprised why perhaps in many church programs, in many of the signboards, when you see all the signboards prophesying it shall be well with you, it shall be great this year, you will cross over, you will march over, you will dive over, you will dive beneath. Do you anyone see anyone saying, I am coming soon? Rare. Very rare. People are not concerned with that. They are concerned with the here and now. And so even church people like you and I, these things are saying now, is to whip us in line. Let it just so be that we remember that when we are going, we'll just be thinking on. So, so have people said. But God is not slow concerning his promise. As some people count slowness. God is only long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all shall come to repentance. For God's manner of reckoning with time is not the same with man. Zechariah had waited all his productive years. Elizabeth has waited all her productive years. Abraham had waited for 99 years. Sarah had waited for virtually 89 years. And according to the reckoning of man, that was too long. God cannot do anything again. God will not fulfill his promise. Jesus will not really come. It is one of those things that are like fables that they put in the scripture. I'm sure that's the way some of our minds are also going as it were. But when you read some of the things concerning the last days, a while before, you didn't know they would happen in your lifetime. And they've all come to pass. But all it took was a moment, just a moment, when the angels came into Abraham's house. And they were about to go. It didn't take a year. It just took a moment for the deed to be done. And all that the angel of the Lord said in Abraham, in Genesis 18:14 through to 18, according to the time of life, by this time next year, Sarah shall have a son. That was all that was needed. Did Sarah have a son? Years have passed. A day, a moment, was all God took to decide the issue. Zechariah and Elizabeth had waited. And they had waited really as righteous people. And people will say that is the only other area where God has not remembered them. Did God remember them? How long did it take? Just a while for Zechariah to get into the inner sanctuary. And all he needed was a pronouncement. You shall have a son. Friends, a day in the sight of the Lord is as long as a thousand years in man's reckoning. And so Jesus says, when these things begin to happen, just know that God is not slow concerning his promise. And he left us with a word there. That these are the last days. The events are all clear. And the things we see, just like we read in Genesis, the first world was destroyed with flood. And in the days of Noah, they told him, you are a madman. You are insane. 
wherever have you ever seen God rain down enough water? Where will he get the water to be able to destroy the whole world? From where? Which dam? Which river? They were limited with their own human understanding. And the Bible said, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and God released the windows of heaven, and it rained for six good months, and everything was submerged. And here we are in Second Peter chapter 3, telling us, right there, that in our own time again, as we go, as we get worried, as we are in the last days, verse 10, but as the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also, and the walls that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conduct and godliness? Looking for and hasting to the coming of the day of God, where the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The first world came to an end by flood. This one, the scripture has said, will come to an end by melting with fervent heat. Just pause for a moment. We all engaged in pursuits, good pursuits, and may the Lord honor them according to his program for us this year in the name of Jesus. May the Lord grant you that song, that miracle, that expectation with a name and clear label as you have prayed in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord make you great in his sight, but only in his sight, not in the sight of man and outside of him. But as you achieve, as you qualify, as you garner, as you build, as you collect acquisitions, they will all melt away with fervent heat. None will remain. Just like Jesus said, these buildings, no stone will be on top of the other. So, pause and think of it. Where are your priorities? Where should they be? Make the pursuits. They be great in the sight of the Lord. But more importantly, lay the right value where it ought to be. They shall melt. And so where is our emphasis? Be ready. In all holy conduct. And may the Lord get us ready and waiting on for him in the name of Jesus Christ. That's why our program this year has come designed. Right from behold he comes. To the point that says, be ready, rapture ready. We may go by rapture. The Bible says in First Corinthians chapter 15, 51, 52, but in a twinkle of an eye, at the sound of a trumpet, the dead shall rise, and we shall be caught up with him in the air. In a moment, twinkle of an eye. The same thing with First Thessalonians 4, 16, 17. Those of us who are alive will be caught up. That's the word rapture. You won't find rapture written anywhere in the scripture. But that's what it means. We'll be caught up with others who had already risen from the dead. And so shall we be with him ever therein. So whether it's by rapture or by passing through tribulation, Matthew 24, where we've been reading, verse 29 of that place says that after this day shall be great tribulation, times of hardship. Whichever way it is that you'll be ready 
that you be prepared for his coming. May the Lord make you an eye so in the name of Jesus Christ. And what do we need to do to be ready? The message is already given and spoken. The message that John preached was clear. Matthew chapter 3 verse 2. It says, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And verse 5. Then went out to him Jerusalem, Judea, all the region round about Jordan. And they were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. Luke chapter 3 says, all stations of life of people. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the tax collectors, including also the soldiers, authority figures, men high and low. When they got the message, prepare for the coming of the Lord. Lift up the gates. Strip out the stones. Cast out the stones. Prepare your life. When John said repent, they went out confessing their sins. Friends, that's what God has been saying this morning. And it's simple. And it's unambiguous. It's very clear. Look at yourself. Look at the old year. Look at the past year now. Look at all that have gone on around you. Maybe over the Christmas period. All that God is saying to be ready. Repent. Repent. Repent if you haven't had any first encounter with him and let him in into your heart. Repent from dead works. Repent from traditions. Repent from just coming to church and thinking that is where it all ends. No. Repent. If your name is not in the book in heaven, right after now, we start talking of people putting their names in the chapel register for 2017. If your name is not in the book in heaven, if you don't have a witness within you that you are a child of God, now is the time to repent. If you are still indulging in sin, if the things we have mentioned don't scare you at all, and you are still involved in them, open sin, secret sins, soft sins, whatever name you call them, repent. Repent. There will be no hiding place again. You may seem to prosper as it were in the eyes of man, but before you and God there is judgment. In Amos 4.12, the tone of prepare to meet your God is actually a tone of judgment. I will visit you. But John says here, to be ready for the coming of the Lord. Going to church is not enough. Being in one activity group or the other, as good as it is, is not enough. Just being seen in the chapel of his resurrection is not enough. Have you had a real turnaround? Repentance from dead works. Repentance from the things that people just do and get by. Repentance from lifestyle that are not pleasing to God. No matter your height in society. No matter how civilized this age has become. Civilized unto evil. Repent. Repent from everything that will stand between you and God. Repent of them. And as you repent, repent from the burdens that you carry when the burden bearer is already around. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will do what? Give you rest. Why are you giving yourself a burden? When he who holds the year, holds the life, and knows you, says repent. Repent from your hard-heartedness. Repent and make peace with the Lord. One place of evil translation says, Chegaria, Chegarequa. Repent and return to God. Repent. Men, women, repent. 
If you are not sure that your name is written in the book in heaven, repent. This is time early. It's not an insult to anyone. It's a message of preparation. It's a message that John preached for those who were going to be ready to encounter Jesus. And John was even brute. And John was crude. He would tell them, you brutal vipers, who warned you to flee from the rot to come? He will say it to the Sadducees. He will say it to the Pharisees. He will say it even to all the leaders that came around. But today, Jesus is standing at the door of your heart and saying, no matter your station, no matter how beautifully dressed, no matter what you have been known for in life, if you don't have peace with God and you don't have witness in your heart, bearing record that you are God's side, do what? Repent. On the day of Pentecost, they say, what shall we do to have this power and to be in communion with God? The same message was what? Repent and be converted. Repent and turn from your old ways. And friend, this repentance this morning is not just for those who haven't really had a first encounter. If you have done so and you've embraced Jesus and your life went back to what it used to be, be certain sins. You carry them along. He said, we're all living in the world. We are like fish in the sea. Every now and then the fish must open his mouth and do what? Drink some water. That is how we are. Open your mouth. Gulp some water. We must keep sinning. He said, for whosoever is born of God does not continue to make a practice of sin. For the seed of Christ is in him. So you cannot be indulging in your old lifestyle and claim to be born again. That may be the one they call born again by leap, born again by every means. But you have not yet had your heart changed unto the image of Christ. Repent! If you have given your life to Christ at some point in time, and yet your ways are not pleasing to God, your ways are crooked, the valleys and the mountains and the bumps are there, repent! He says in Isaiah 62, then, go through, go through, go through the gates, cast out the stones, the stumbling block, the areas blocking God from coming to you again and again, revealing to you His mercy and message, and making you anywhere you are appear to be in the presence of the Lord. Cast out those stones. Lift up a standard. Cast out the stones and go through so that your life can be clear and be seen for what it is. Friends, repent. This is not the war of couching the words. And let everyone who hears my voice and you have a witness within you. I have not made peace with him. Today, repent and it shall be well with you in the name of Jesus. Isaiah says, come unto me. Come unto me. Let us reason together. Why will you continue playing church year in, year out? Your status, your knowledge, your acquisition. Don't rich men die. Don't poor men die. But the witness is clear. While you are still alive, are you at peace with your Savior? Have you had a personal knowledge of Jesus Christ? Has he forgiven you your sin? January 1, this year, I'm coming soon. And the best way of preparing for the coming of the Lord is to have a life that repents and is clearly turned over for him. And the Paul will say, I do all within my power to have a conscience void of offense towards God and towards man. If there's anything in your life to repent of, do it this morning. Repent first instance, surrender your life to Jesus Christ. 
Repent again if you have given your life to Jesus, but you have found all the things, all the cockroaches, all the manner of lifestyle is only as the world detests them. Repent! That's what John is saying. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Be transparent. Let God look at you in the morning, look at you in the afternoon, and be able to say, this is my beloved son. In him I am well pleased. Let him be able to encounter you on the road, on the market, in the box, wherever you are, and release his presence and grace. If there's any impediment there, Hebrews 12 1 says, lay aside all besetting sin, and every weight that easily hangs by you. What are some of the habits? Practices. Some you imbibe. Some you do it secretly in your house. Some you do it openly. Some you do it when people of your class and age are. And they do not promote the glory of God. He says they are weight. They may not be outright sin. But they are hanging heavily by you. And they may make you too heavy. To go with Jesus when he suddenly appears. And they will make your ears and your heart too dull. To be sensitive to God's dealing with you this year. Repent of them. Don't cuddle them anymore. Don't give them names. Don't explain them away. Don't say it's my status. Which one is status now? Is there any status that death does not cut down? Is there any status too high for God? Repent of them. And that's the message you preach to get them ready. And the second is like unto it. In verse 8, he says as you repent, bring forth fruit that are need for repentance. Live lifestyles that show the change that has come on you. Don't just conform again and again. Don't just be accepted so that you'll be one of them. Let it be evident. Bring forth fruits that show, that manifest, that are clear. Even when you are in a crooked and perverse nation, Philippians 2.15, he says that you may be the sons of God, blameless, shining, shining in the world. God knows that the world is corrupt, evil is abounding, is crooked, is perverse. But he expects you who have repented to do what? Shine forth. Bring forth a righteous life. Tear off the garments that have been stained. I'm sure you have heard this saying before. God formed man. Sin deformed man. The world tries to make man to conform. Religion only tries to reform man. New improved homo. It's still the same homo. But it's only Jesus Christ who transforms man. Friend, whichever part of the divide you've been, You've called on his name before, and you have been named by him. He says in 2 Timothy 2.19, the foundation of God stands sure this year. The record of God stands sure. The Lord knows them who are his. It's not everyone who calls upon me, Lord, Lord, who shall enter. It's not those who say we did works. It's not those who say we carried the Bible. It's not just those who say we had a title. Sir, lady, night, day, and midday. It's not those who just said, were we not with you? Did we not? And he said, no, it's not about the activity. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. They called the name Lord, Lord. They sang, they worshipped. 
And he said, these are the ones who need also a clear repentance. The Lord knows them who are his. And let everyone that names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Clear and simple. And as you do that, friends, repent and live a righteous life. That's the best way of preparing. Other ways of preparing are an addendum to it. Be sure forth the praises of him who has called you forth out of darkness unto his marvelous light. And as you do that, the mercy of God, the presence of God, the mercy of his proven will abound upon our lives without fail in the name of Jesus Christ. We are going to read together Isaiah chapter 62 verse 10. It's another prophecy of what God will do as we make right with him. Malachi says the reason why you need to repent and turn your way clearly to the Lord is that the counsel of the Lord, the things the Lord wants to do, remain with those who fear him. And in Malachi 3, 16 to 18, God says this year I will open a book of remembrance for those who fear me. And what does he mean by those who fear him? Who have repented and are living righteous lives that show forth true repentance. He says, I will open a book of remembrance. I will make a demarcation. Why things are getting hard, why things are getting difficult, why challenges are increasing. For those who fear me, for those who are on my side, I will make a book of remembrance. And I will deliver them. You will remain my precious jewel. And then shall people return to see the difference between those who fear me and those who do not. May the book of remembrance of the Lord for you as you get ready for his coming and for his encounter this year be opened in the name of Jesus. That nothing will swallow you in the things that face us around. The challenges and the lifestyle. And may the book of demarcation that God shows, just like it was in Egypt. When it was darkness for the whole of Egypt, it was light for those who were in the land of Goshen. At the same time and moment, may the Lord show a difference that you walk with him and abide by his precepts. And you are ready because your life has been washed off clean and ready for him in the name of Jesus Christ. And let's look at Isaiah 62. He's talking of restoration. Even when things are hard. Even when people are getting dispossessed. Jobs being fired. Not getting places. The Lord says, you shall make effort and he will crown it with success in the name of Jesus. You shall plant and the Lord will grant you a reaping in the name of Jesus. You shall also build and you will dwell there. The Lord will open doors of mercy for you and give you his counsel because you fear him. But that is because you have turned unto the Lord and you are ready unto him. Isaiah 62 verse 8. The Lord has won by his right hand and by the arm of his strength. Surely I will no more give your corn to be meat for your enemies. I will no more give your sons and sons of the stranger shall not drink your wine for which you have labored. And what is the Lord saying? You will see the evidence of the work of the labor of your hand and you shall be blessed therein in Jesus name. You that have gathered it shall eat it. 
and praise the Lord and ascribe the glory to him. And like we began, your son, that Isaac, that John, you shall have a son. You shall have that expectation of the Lord that had looked impossible. The mighty hands of God shall bring it to come to pass in the name of Jesus. So you that have gathered shall eat. And you will praise the Lord. And they that have brought you together, you shall drink in the courts of my holiness. In righteousness shall you stand. Go through. Go through the gates. Prepare the way of the people. Cast up. Cast up the highway. Gather out the stones. Lift up a standard for the people. Behold, the Lord has proclaimed to you. The Lord has proclaimed to you. The Lord has proclaimed even to the hearing of the whole world. Say to the daughter of Zion. Say to my son. Say to my child. Behold, your salvation cometh. Praise the Lord. Behold, his reward is with him. Praise the Lord. And behold, his walk goes before him. Therefore, be ready and in a state to receive rightly of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 12. And they shall call you the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. You shall be called, sought out, a city, a people, not forsaken. May that be your work with God this year, as you repent and return to righteous living, in the name of Jesus Christ. Shall we bow our heads to pray? Praise the Lord. Now that God has dealt with us in the first part, he says you also repent and bring forth fruits meet for repentance. Show lifestyle that are meet for righteous living. Behold, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he appears we shall be like him. We shall see him and be as he is. It does not yet behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. That we should be called the sons of God. Those who have this hope of appearing and being with him, purify themselves. Can you speak to God yourself now? Can you tell him every nonchalance, every blockage, all the besetting sins I confess and I allude to, the weight that hang by me, the lifestyle that occludes people from seeing Christ reflected in me, what makes it difficult for me to shine as a light in the world and only give excuse in the crooked and perverse nation? Lord, I confess them. This is a serious moment. If we're going to be ready for the Lord to use us and to encounter us, and if we're going to be ready for His coming, this is a time to repent of every act of tradition, of our old way that does not please God. Please tell Him. There are some things you do in the secret. There are some things you do in your house. There are some things you even imbibe. I guess there are some people here who imbibe all manner of things. And they quickly clean themselves up as soon as there is somebody who comes around. They say, praise the Lord. Look at those areas. Some of you young people in your rooms with your phones and all. They have not pleased the Lord. Far away or near. School or near. This is the time to say, the Lord, I repent. He says, let everyone that names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Depart from iniquity. Seeing that we have such exceeding great and precious promises, let us cleanse ourselves 
of every blemish and every impurity and every filthiness of the spirits, those are gone in our hearts, those are gone in our mind, and every impurity of the body, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. The Lord will gather the wheat and will gather the chaff. May he see you as wheat. Tell him this morning, I don't want to assume. I want to awake out of my spiritual sleep. I want to awake out of my presumption. I want to awake out of thinking that once I'm born again, it's anyhow. No, he says, he is coming. He will separate the wheat from the chaff. He will come with a fan in his hand to blow away the chaff. And he will come also to reward in righteousness. Therefore be you ready. That whensoever he comes, you shall be found worthy to escape. Tell him, don't touch it in words, in cliches. Specifically, say the Lord, I repent. I repent of every area of my life that is dark and does not represent you. Several times in the course of the message of prophecy, the Lord says, wash your garment. Your garment is stained. Many of your garments are stained and spotted. Tear off the evil. Tear off the wickedness. Friend, this is the time. It's you the Lord is speaking about. Tell him, Lord, in that area of my life that does not betake you, I repent. I repent and I return to you. Don't couch it. It is me, O Lord. It is me standing in the need of you. It is me at this hour asking you to cleanse me, spirit, soul, and body. It is you, God, asking you, Father, that every of the areas I have been insensitive to shining as a light in this world, I've been excusing myself. I've been giving lame excuses. Lord, I repent of them all. I want to live a transparent life. That shows you, that reaches out to others, that knows and prepared and ready for your coming. And when you come, you will meet a church, including me, without spot or wrinkle. Are you praying that prayer? God does not make light of his word. And God wants to see through. He said we sang well, but I have seen many with garments that are yet spotted. Repent of them. Tell the Lord I'm repenting. I repented to receive Jesus into my life. I'm repenting of this lifestyle that is crucifying Jesus a second time. That is making his work of redemption that brought me right not of any value. Lord, I repent. I repent of the attitude to just be like the neighbors, to be like the Genesis, to conform to the world and not be transformed in your image. I repent of them. Lord, I want to shine forth. Shine forth and show forth your praises. Who had raised me from darkness into your marvelous light? I want not to have blemish. I want to live a life transparent before you. That you can find and confide in. And that is ready at your coming at any time. Lord, this is me. I repent. I repent of them. Our Father and our God. We repent of every of our lifestyles. We repent of the thoughts and indictings of our hearts. We repent of the filthiness of the spirits. We repent of the filthiness of our minds and our eyes and the things we have beheld and stored in. That out of the abundance of the heart, our mouth speaks, our life acts. And people do not see Jesus. 
and they do not see the shining of your glory and your presence cannot be found in us. Lord, we repent of them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we repent of lifestyles that are hidden, secret lifestyles that are not in accordance with your will, that always know Jesus. And when the Holy Spirit talks to us, we are grieved. And Father, just for a moment, but we continue in the same way. Today, we repent. Lord, we'll make straight the pathway in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we level the mountains and the boats in our lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you that the valley of our lives where we have sunk low, that they be leveled up in the name of Jesus. Lord, we make straight the crookedness of our lives. Areas that have not represented you or brought down your glory. Father, in acts, in word, in actions, in thoughts, in deeds, in association, in what has become habitual with us. Lord, we repent of them in the name of Jesus Christ. We surrender ourselves to you again as living sacrifices. Lord, made holy and acceptable of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive us, O God. Father, every garment of our life, every garment of our thoughts, every garment of our habit, every garment of our actions that have been stained, that when you look, you do not find that purity of a people who are ready and looking up to you. You do not find your nature. You do not find us in the court of holiness. You do not find us within the boundaries where your mercy and peace, where your deliverance, where your book of remembrance can reach us. Almighty God, we confess them. And Lord, we repent of them. And Father, we tear them away in the name of Jesus. We cleanse ourselves in accordance with your word, with every garment and from every filthiness of spirit and of flesh and offer ourselves as living sacrifices before you. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, flow through us this year. Minister to us anew this year. Fill us by your power this year. Minister hour by hour. Day by day, moment by moment, may we be ready for your company, for your fellowship, for your communion, for your speaking with us at each point in the name of Jesus Christ. May our lives shine out again in a crooked and perverse nation. May our lives shine in this world and may righteousness and fruits worthy of repentance be seen through us in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you that by your nature and by your power, Lord, you will know us. Not just as those who have surrendered their lives to Christ before and took it away and are crucifying Christ a second time by our living. But this time, you will know us by name in the name of Jesus Christ. Our names will remain written in the book of heaven and will not be blotted out by virtue of the things that we have done or lived before in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ. Lord, thank you. We rededicate ourselves unto you and say, take us to your glory, to your mercy, and to live and to praise and be to your delight and shine forth your life this year, constantly, ready, prepared for the coming of the Master at any time. And as he tarries for a while, give us the grace to reach out Reach out that this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all nations as a witness. And we are preaching in season and out of season. We are preaching with our lifestyle. We are staying where you have put us, the positions, the platforms. And we are shining forth your light as we bear their burdens unto righteousness in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your mercy and grace. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Shall we all together say, Father in heaven, we rededicate ourselves to you this year as living sacrifices, holy vessels, chosen generation, a holy nation, a peculiar people, Lord, a kingdom of priesthood who will minister acceptably before you and before man. Lord our God, we dedicate our lives, spirit, soul, and body to live lives that show forth repentance. Fruits that show forth repentance. Lives that shine forth in the dark and in the secret places. Lives that shine forth in the light. Lives that shine forth your righteousness in the house. And lives that shine forth your righteousness on the housetop. Lord, this is our prayer. Father, thank you. As you cleanse us and make us worthy for your appearing. Worthy of your habitation. Worthy of your communion. Worthy of your fellowship. May our lives show a people who are ready for you. Prepare for your visitation. Prepare for your encounters. And Lord, thank you as you work in our lives to do to your goodwill and utmost pleasure. The rest of the days of this year, in Jesus' name we pray. I want you to yet pray. The Lord says, I will open a book of remembrance. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 16. They that fear the Lord spoke one to another, and the Lord heard. In Zechariah, in John 1, in Luke 1, the Lord heard. He says, don't be afraid. Your prayers are heard. You will have a son. You will have joy and gladness. You shall be great in the sight of the Lord. As you turn to the Lord. And the Lord heard. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that fear the Lord and thought upon his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. In that day when I make up my jewels, I will spare them, says the Lord of hosts. As a man spared his own son that serves him, then you shall return and descend between the righteous and the wicked. Between him that serves God and him that does not serve him. Speak unto God and tell him, Father, this year, Lord, a book of remembrance, according to your word, shall be opened on my account. Lord, to show a difference in serving you, in fearing you, in righteousness, that you will spare me and you will spare the things I do this year according to your counsel. Because your counsel remains, your secret remains with those who fear you. And I have come according to your word in righteousness to ask that the book of remembrance will be opened unto me. And be opened unto my family. Will be opened unto your people. Will be opened unto those who fear you. Lord, that in the changes, in the challenges, in the difficulties of the year, Lord, let your basket of blessings, which you have promised, come unmortgaged, come unhindered, come and ripen upon my head and fall. Lord, I receive of your mercy. I receive of your book of remembrance as I remain on the path of righteousness. Father, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. In this land of the living this year, as I remain, 
living rightly unto you, turning to you, ready for you. Lord, may the book of remembrance be that which you open for everyone here who fears you, who was justly by you, who serves you sincerely. Lord, even when there is a casting down and there are calamities and there are changes and there are depressions and there are recessions, Lord, these ones you will uphold in the name of Jesus. We will not be swallowed in every of the challenges that come our way in school, at work, in business, even concerning the land, Nigeria, and beyond. Your book of remembrance will spare us and pass us over in the name of Jesus. Your book of remembrance will demarcate us and shower us with your blessing that your fulfillment of grace will be upon our lives in the name of Jesus. And there will be a discrimination between us that fear you you and those who remain in their wickedness. Lord, that our lives shall show evidence of your grace, your mercy, your intervention as we go day by day, week by week, month by month and in this year and in the name of Jesus Christ. You will spare your people. That's what you said. We will remain your jewel. And Lord, you will prosper the work of our hands that are after your counsel. In the name of Jesus, we will receive of you this year. Even when others are diminishing, we will receive counsel of you. We will receive direction of you. We will go in the light of your will. And Father, we shall achieve and prosper in the spirit, in health, and in the things of our Sight and wealth in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. As you keep sickness away from us, as you keep sudden deaths, premature death, untimely death, calamities, Lord, pestilences, Lord, may they not come near our doors in the name of Jesus. May they spare our loved ones in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, may we ride on your wings as eagles that are carried on. And thank you, Lord, as you guide us by your own hand, and you will help us. And you will be our Lord, you will be our defense, you will be our shield, you will be our hiding place. And we shall be preserved for righteousness' sake in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, because you will preserve our land. On our account, we pray for Nigeria, and we ask to God, that Lord, our land shall be a land not forsaken. It shall be a place sought out. It shall be a place where righteousness will be exalted. And Father, for as often as our leaders, from high to low, from federal to local government, at different strata, in places where we walk, call upon you and respect you. And Father, fear you. Lord, and righteousness is exalted. Father, we plead with you this year. Spare our nation from the debilitating effects of recession in the name of Jesus. May we see hope and may we embrace hope and may we see, Lord, your hands despite the evil, despite the recesses around. May your presence be upon our nation, Nigeria, and may there be much more inclination that those who run to you in godliness will see your hand. You are remaining upon this land. For the sake of the remnant, spare this nation. Spare us from civil wars. Spare us, Lord, from unrest. Spare us, Lord, from the kidnappers. Spare us from the ritualists. Spare us from those corrupt tendencies that have made us stink before you. And we are brought low and are fallen. Lord, remember us this year for good. And on account of the righteous, 
who intercede and as you have made us watchmen father turn around the event and make us all look up unto you from where comes our help and say the lord our redeemer has come our salvation has come and may it be so in nigeria this year in the name of jesus christ may we be ready for your coming may we live moment by moment on account of eternity May we have short things to do with sin and deviated life. And Father, come with your reward. And reward our works in righteousness, in hard work, and thank you. Because we shall have our sons according to your word this year in the name of Jesus. Lord, we shall be great in your sight. We shall amount to much before you. In our closes, in our communion with you, in our reception from you, we shall be great in your sight this year. And in you we shall make our boast. And we shall flow out even to the rest of the world. The eyes shall see it. And the whole creation will witness it. And give glory to you. This is our prayer. And thanks be to you, God, as we bring it to come to pass. And as our lives honor you again and again, in Jesus' name we pray. Put your hands together for Jesus.